Bookshop has buzz. The online B Corp, gah, do I love a B Corp, was founded by Andy Hunter, and it's become synonymous with how you can buy books online and support local bookstores during this crisis. Part one of our two-part series on indie bookstores looked at Semicolon Bookstore and Gallery, Chicago's only Black woman-owned bookstore. And honestly, I don't know if I can recommend any of our past episodes more right now. So for part two, we're looking at the platform where Semicolon, like hundreds of other indie bookstores, was able to pivot quickly and start selling their books online. Now, to hear it, you'd be right to think the bookshop's been around for years, slowly setting out on its own heroic journey to skirt the moon door, ride dragons, and topple Amazon's King's Landing. Okay, so maybe, definitely, not in that exact same fashion. The reality, however, is Andy only launched the company back in January. I know, you're right. At this point, January does feel like years ago. But the software the bookstores were experimenting with in February quickly became how they would survive in March. Andy talks about how he's scaled a new business within weeks and how he's helping indie bookstores create virtual communities that are reflective and even larger than their physical ones. I'm Megan Keeney Anderson, and this is The Growth Show. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm really excited about the story, excited about what Bookshop is trying to do. Can we just start off in the common ground place of what everybody loves, which is books themselves? So what's your favorite book to open up? What is your kernel of passion that kind of started this all? Oh, you know, I, I, you're talking to somebody who's loved books his whole life, and, and I'd uh, every my favorite book depends on on the time in my life. Right now, I'm reading a book called The Warmth of Other Suns, which is about the Great Migration in the U.S. and it is a fantastic book. It's it's a great combination of storytelling and history. So right now, that is my favorite book to curl up to. Um, my other pandemic read is um, War and Peace, which I'm finally reading after. Wow carrying around a box set of it for 25 years without ever cracking it open. That is the most on-theme book choice possible <laughs> for, for quarantine time. Yeah. Let's, let's begin then by having you tell me just a little bit about Bookshop. Yeah, Bookshop is an online place to buy books that supports local independent bookstores, mom-and-pop, brick-and-mortar stores that are important parts of their community that Otherwise, you know, are shut out of online purchases that, for example, tend to flow to Amazon.com. And these stores, especially now, need people to be buying books from them when they shop for books online. They need these customers to be able to support them. And, and Bookshop provides an easy way for a store to set up a website without any cost in about a half an hour and immediately start selling books to their customers. And it gives customers like you and I a way to buy books online that votes for our values, that keeps our bookstores an essential part of our community, keeps them from having to lay off their staff, ensures that they can reopen when all this is over. And you know, when this is over, continue to support them by buying books from those shops online. Why, why indie bookstores? What is it about them that made you want to tie your mission of your business into them? Yeah, well, there's so many reasons, but I guess it all goes back to like when I was a kid and I was a, a huge reader, a kind of a misfit, and found solace and, and a lot of understanding 
of myself and the world in books. And my favorite place to go was to bookstores. Every time that I visited a new town, I would see if they had a bookstore. I would just want to hunker down in a bookstore aisle and read for hours and hours. And since I've grown older, I've been doing websites like I launched Literary Hub and Electric Literature, which are two yeah. big web presences for books. And I also publish books now. Um, I'm a book publisher at Catapult, Counterpoint, and Soft Skill Press. And I understand that bookstores have an outsized importance to all the culture around reading. Bookstores like our, our outposts for book culture and the importance of books in their communities. They're always advocating for books. They're making sure that people in those communities are reading and have a place to gather and discuss books. It's often where book clubs meet. Um, it's where authors who are on tour can meet their fans. And it's where kids like me can be exposed to books in a way that engenders a lifelong love of reading. So bookstores are much more than just a physical footprint or a retailer. They're they're really cultural advocates for books, and they're part of what keeps a vibrant impact of, of books on our culture and yeah. keeps books important. Now, you just launched. I mean, just launched. What were your original plans for the first year before all of the crisis? Yeah, I mean, it all seems delightfully naive at the time uh, now because at the time, you know, we thought we were launching in beta, we would have a relatively quiet. First six months, we would make the platform. Yeah, we would make it a little bit better every week. um, Fix bugs, make improvements, build market share. The first month, we sold fifty thousand dollars worth of books. We raised ten thousand dollars for local bookstores, and we were like, "That's just going great." Um, And we we really thought we would make a big, aggressive push um, in the fall once we felt like the platform was totally stable. Yeah. Now instead, what happened was COVID nineteen hit, and all these stores couldn't fulfill orders at all. They weren't even allowed to go into their stores. They couldn't have, you know, they couldn't risk their employees' health and safety right. by having them come in and fulfill orders. So, so bookshop, which was just something that a lot of stores were experimenting with in February, became how they were going to stay in business in March. And we saw. We, we had about 250 stores on the platform at the end of February. Um, now we've got 750. Wow. We saw orders go from $50,000 worth of books in the month in February to $50,000 in a day in middle of March, and then it became $150,000 a day by middle of April, and it's still growing. So we're selling enormous amount of books. In 11 weeks, we captured 1.5% of Amazon's total market share for books. That is head spinning. What what goes through your mind when you see that kind of just rapid growth? What were your first I mean, thoughts? I'm happy. I'm happy particularly because it's all helping people. Bookshop is a B corporation, um, which means that we're a corporation whose mission is for the public good over profit. And in our case, the public good is supporting local independent bookstores and keeping them parts of our community. So I get to do something right now that is actually helping people and helping people that I love. I mean, booksellers are awesome people. They're people who are sensitive and worldly and they understand things and they've basically taken a vow of poverty by deciding to to open bookstores and become booksellers instead of uh, doing something else with their lives. So, um, you know, their hearts are in the right place and they're really salt-of-the-earth people and and bookstores are the most wonderful places. The fact that I get to spend every day now um, in this crisis helping them and supporting them is 
is huge. At the same time, it's enormously stressful because yeah. we weren't ready for this much. We had, we had five employees, including me, and suddenly we were doing enormous business, right. like the equivalent of $60 million a year in book sales. If you look at our daily sales right now and, yeah. and extrapolate it or more, um, with a team that is you know, five people. So we've had to hire people as fast as we can. We've been hiring a bunch of laid off booksellers. You know, A lot of booksellers have been put out of work or fur- furloughed, yeah. so we're able to hire them and put them on the job. And I get up at five o'clock in the morning and I go to bed at 11 o'clock at night and I'm homeschooling my kids too. Oh my and gosh. 450 square foot Brooklyn apartment. It's too insane for me to ever like be like, "Yes, we did it. I'm so happy." Like, yeah, congratulations. You like, can't <laughs> fully it's a little grasp too stressful. It. Yeah, it's a little too stressful for that. But, but I am. You know, every day we get emails from bookstores that are like, "Thank God you came along when you did," and and that really keeps us keeps us going. Yeah, I mean, you talk about faded timing and. How you thought you were going to have this runway um, to to get the infrastructure up and sound and to get your processes down, and you're really just sort of thrown into the to incredible mix of high demand and high need. What what were some of the things that you needed to do to meet those increased demands? So clearly, hiring some staff. Any other things you needed to do for the platform to make sure it was reliable? What what were sort of your first steps there? Oh yeah, I'm in so much. We launched with in Silicon Valley they call it the minimum viable product. That's the general yeah. ethos is that you're supposed to launch with something that is so simple and just does the bare minimum and then you you build out the platform as you encounter real customers and figure out what they need the most. So that's what we launched with something so bare bones that we weren't even sending shipping notifications in the first week. So we had to like first get shipping notifications done and then we had to, you know, improve Improve the site speed and improve the reliability of the site. We found, you know, suddenly we were getting nine million page views a month. Like wow. that's a yeah. big load that we weren't expecting to have. You know, we thought we'd have that in 2022, but we didn't think we'd have that uh, in week six. Um, so, so it's really been like white knuckled um, yeah. software development at the same time. A lot of like human interaction and, and just trying to make people. People feel good and reassured and um, confident in our platform from customers to bookstores. Yeah. How are you doing personally um, amid all of this? You know, I, I think you sort of set out to be a B Corp, you set out to help bookstores, but I can't imagine that you ever pictured the, the level of, of intensity of the need that you're kind of facing right now. How, how are you doing? Yeah, um, I think that you know there's a lot more cortisol floating around in my brain and um, eating away at my hippocampus than normally. Um, there's a lot going on, you know, just dealing with an inbox that sometimes is sometimes is 1,200 unread emails deep is a lot, especially yeah. when you know you're in quarantine and and there's a lot of anxiety and and fear around. But generally, I work. All the time, and I'm obsessing about work all the time. But my work isn't just work. It's like I'm obsessing about it because I'm worried about this bookseller from Nashville, Tennessee, who wrote to me and wants help with something, you know. And um, I know that we're making a difference. So, so overall, I think I'm I'm doing pretty good. And, and it's just amazing to see this happen. Like I was getting, like many people, I think I was getting a little bit discouraged about humanity in general yeah, last, yeah. last year. Like last. 
year, like the past couple of years, you know, if you're on Twitter or if you're exposed to too much news, like it's hard to stay positive about your fellow man sometimes. And the the strange thing about this crisis is that it's really shown me how good people are, yeah. how much people will rally around their communities and, and their neighbors and the things that they care about. You know, all of our huge uptick in sales and this insane boom that we're seeing, it's driven by people who just love their local bookstores and, yeah. and care about books and care about authors and and understand that what they're doing right now is going to shape the future that they're going to live in and the future and that seeing all of those people rally um at a time where nobody is feeling economically secure so every dollar that they spend right, you know, exactly. it's going to be a little tough seeing the way that they're rallying around these stores has really been been very life affirming and and um made me feel really good that's actually my next question i i wonder does it feel like a moment to you or maybe a turning point where indie bookstores can maybe even match Amazon or or regain some of the market share that they've slowly lost. Like, is there a returning to buying local that comes out of this crisis? I, I really hope so. I I've, sometimes I call it like undisrupting an industry. Everybody <laughs> like everybody's so obsessed with disrupting things, disrupting industries. But a lot of a lot of those industries like happily employ a lot of people who have good quality of life and disrupting them with something that is like ruthlessly efficient and yeah. sort of inhuman isn't always the best option. Um, there's a lot of human value in being able to leave your house and go downtown, get a cup of coffee and um, go in and browse your local bookstore, talk to your neighbors. Um, there's a lot of human worth in just being able to talk to the bookseller about what books are really important or exciting or undiscovered authors that that might resonate with somebody like all this stuff that is lost when people just shop online and in order to preserve that in an environment where everybody's buying more stuff online e-commerce is growing 15 percent 14 percent year over year so there's no way that local businesses are going to really be able to thrive in the next 10 years 20 years if they don't start engaging in e-commerce and selling some stuff online because that basically means that they're just giving their customers a way to support them all the time, wherever they are. And right now, you know, before this happened, you had a lot of customers who would love their local bookstore, shop there when they could, and then buy books on Amazon at night. And why now? They don't need to. They can buy their books from their bookstore 24-7. They can always support them. And they can get the same books for similar prices and similar delivery times as Amazon can yeah. can provide. So, so I really do hope that this is a permanent shift, and it will really help bookstores a lot in the long run. You know, if they can just get through the through this whole crisis. Do you think you're on Amazon's radar? Have you heard from them at all? You know, I know you're not doing this to take down Amazon. You're doing it to bolster yeah. local stores. But have you heard any word out of the, out of that company? I heard a rumor that they were going to do something to to show that they support independent bookstores, mm-hmm. um, or that they wanted to, um, but but that people felt it was would be disingenuous, but maybe be a reaction to all the buzz about Bookshop. Um, yeah. So so I think that they are aware of us. Um, you know, I never thought that we would be a, a big threat to them, but 
But at our growth level, like the fact that we're growing so fast and there's so much like online excitement and so much, so many people linking to us, I can't imagine that they're completely ignoring us. Yeah. But they're also having like the best quarter ever. I mean, they're unfortunately getting richer than ever off of this crisis. Jeff Bezos is like a couple hundred billion dollars richer now than he was before COVID hit. Um, so, so I doubt that we're a major priority. And if they're worried about antitrust. Um, action against them. They probably welcome some semblance of sure. competition as long as we stay small enough that we're not really threatening them. Yeah. So I don't think that they're going to retaliate or anything like that. Um, but but yeah, I'm sure that they're aware of us. And we made sure not to like use Amazon Web Services to host our platform or anything like that. Oh, that's really interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that. All right. So Andy, it has been a wild year, I would think is an understatement for you. What have you learned about yourself as a leader as a result of all this? Well, in a, in a way, it's sort of just accepting um, who you are and what you're good at. I think that you know my ideas about the world, my conception of the world has been validated by what we've seen. When, when we were fundraising and I was trying to convince people this was a good idea, there was a ton of skepticism. Yeah. Skepticism that, you know, it's impossible to beat Amazon, first of all. And anybody that tries to start a new business and Amazon is your competition, well, you're doomed. So don't try. And there's a lot of evidence that a lot of consumers are socially conscious and more and more people are becoming socially conscious. Um, and they understand that the future that, that they're building is actually, they're building that future through their behavior. And if they behave in a certain way, if they always go for the cheapest, most efficient way, they're going to actually not have their children or themselves grow up or live in a world that they that has the same things that they grew up with and that they enjoy. Like nobody likes to go into a downtown and see shuttered businesses and right. vacant storefronts. It's it's really crippling and devastating to these communities and and it's been a trend that's been going on for, you know, 30 years and bookshop is one small piece of reversing that. Um, you know, and I hope that all of all of the activity around COVID where people kind of realize what they are in danger of losing is going to wake them up and, and change consumer behavior enough to like really make a difference. And like in terms of yeah. how I think of myself as a, as a leader, honestly, like I'm too busy to really <laughs> think about that kind of thing. But, uh, um, but in general, I just think that it's genuine for me. I'm doing something that I genuinely care about and that I believe in and that that gives me like an enormous amount of energy, an enormous amount of ability to deal with stressful situations. Sometimes stressful situations that just seem impossible, like impossible right. to deal with and impossible to overcome, and just just sticking at it. Um, and that that I think is is the most important thing. Yeah. Do you have any advice? So it does. You know, let's let's say this that this pivot is not short. Lived that this actually is a fundamental shift in the way that people shop and buy. Do you have any advice for retailers who, local retailers who are really just struggling to hang on to see the other side, to see the the light at the end of the tunnel on this? Yeah, I would say you know use technology. A lot of booksellers um, were really very hostile towards technology because it was it had only worked against them in the past. Yeah, but. Book, but technology is neutral, and it can actually really connect people, and it can it can level playing fields. Um, you can 
use technology, you can build an email list of your loyal customers. You can give them ways to connect to you on social media. You can build a virtual community that's reflective or maybe even larger than your in real life community. And once you have those connections, you can you can rely on those to, to help support you. Like the stronger those connections are, the more your customers will always like just be able to show their support and gratitude and feel connected to you. And that's that's really yeah. a, a huge boon. And the stores that are succeeding now, whether they're doing GoFundMe's or whether they're selling a lot of online, like those are the stores that really invested in having a digital community and and having a way to to message them and communicate with them online. Yeah. And I think that more than ever, like that's being obvious that that that's really important for any business. Yeah. Is this you've done a lot of auspicious things in your life? Is is this it for you? Like, is this the retirement job, the the mission that <laughs> feels like you know you're going to see it through? Well, I don't know. I'm still a renter. I'm in a 450 square foot apartment in Brooklyn, and and my big retirement job is one that gives it all its profits away. So um, <laughs> probably not the end. I mean, there's a lot of other local local businesses. Um, there's toy stores. There's yeah. record stores. There's hardware stores. Like there's so many local businesses that could use something like this where they could have a shared platform which would give them a lot more strength than they would ever have individually and taking all the headaches away from selling stuff online for local businesses is is pretty attractive and there's also I've got people in the UK, I've got people in Brazil and Spain and Portugal and India who are all like please there's local bookstores here that are hurting and can you move can you do it there so there's a lot. There's yeah. still a lot that I want to do, and and it's all very tied together. But there's still a lot, and and I still want to keep publishing books, and I still want to keep writing about books and yeah. all of that. Like uh, my book, Catapult Counterpoint and Soft Skill Press. I'm still really proud of the books that we publish, and and I want love writing with working with authors, and so I, I did, you know that's a very creative business, and I definitely want to keep doing that too. Yeah, I guess my final question is just how can people learn more about Bookshop. I would just go to bookshop.org. If you click on the number the number of dollars raised, you'll go to an about page. You can read all about our mission. Um, and just start buying books from us. You can select your local bookstore. You can find yourself on a map and find the bookstore closest to you and make sure that all of your purchases go to support that store. Um, there's a ton of recommendations from people and bookstores and um, publications on the site. It's a real hub of um, people who love books and are discussed, you know, animatedly discussing books, and um, and you could just spend some time exploring it and find some new books to read. Love it. Well, Andy, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, really love the story and, and love the model that you're creating. Thank you. Today's episode was written and produced by Matthew Brown. Music came from Tyler Litwin and Synchronize. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, I'll let you in on a little insider tip. You ready? It's free. Yep, totally, absolutely, no bargain basement necessary, free. And the best part? You'll get every new episode delivered right there in your podcast feed the moment they're released. I know, it's pretty great. We'll be talking with the folks behind movie theaters, online food subscriptions, and so much more in the coming weeks. So subscribe now and never miss a beat. As always, I'm Megan Keeney-Anderson, and stay safe out there.